Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com. And it's just me flying solo. You see me rolling. They hate me. No, we are here continuing our player preview series. And I have been interviewing the writers of from Mavs Moneyball about the players that they're writing about. And it turns out I am writing the Harrison Barnes article. So I'm interviewing myself today. I'm going to be talking about Harrison Barnes. We're going to be talking about... Um, his the biggest questions for him going forward. We're going to be talking about his uh, the best case scenario for the season and the worst case scenario for the season. And uh, what I've been writing up about him is a lot about the decision with uh, to sign Harrison Barnes instead of Chandler Parsons. I mean, the deals are exactly the same. You know, those the four years, ninety plus million dollars. It was it was a huge thing at the beginning of the season. And if some of you don't remember, you know, I, I interviewed some people, some fans at the the home opener that said, "Man, I don't know anything worth ninety four million dollars." You know, I don't even think Harrison Martin's going to be worth it. Even writers on Mavs Moneyball that I will not call out by name, but you can probably find them if you looked hard enough, said that, you know, I don't know how Harrison Barnes is going to live up to this contract. There's a couple ways that Harrison Barnes has already lived up to this contract, and then there are some ways that I still think he can and could even potentially exceed this contract in a way. Maybe not exceed it to the fullest extent because we're seeing guys, you know, like Clay Thompson on, on his deal right now being, you know, much better than probably much better than Harrison Barnes, but you know, having a, a lesser deal than than he does at this point. Harrison Barnes has lived up to this contract in a way because He's already proven, you know, that he can be an efficient scorer. He was really, really good last year. I put a lot of different stats in my uh, my piece that I'm going to put out uh, with this podcast. Uh, but a couple stats that, that stuck out to me is there's only six players last year that took four or more isolation possessions per game. Six. Harrison Barnes was one of them. It was uh, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James. And and then Harrison Barnes, obviously. That That's it. <laughs> It's just those guys. And uh, Barnes was second in field goal percentage on isolation attempts within that, that group. That's that's it, it, that's insane company to be a part of. Those are all-stars. Those are MVPs. Those are MVP candidates. Those are guys that are leading teams. Um, and there's other reasons why. Obviously, those guys are way better scorers than Harrison Barnes is right now. And I get into that in the article. There's a, uh, there's several categories that I'll talk about a little bit later that Harrison Barnes is is awful at. <laughs> but he still is scoring at a very high level. So there are obvious ways for him to improve, and I think that's how he can eventually live up to the contract. So he, he's already proven that he's an efficient scorer, a good scorer. He has already proven that he can be maybe not necessarily like a leader, a vocal leader, but he is definitely a leader in the locker room. You know, Dirk had that infamous you know, quote saying that you know some people call, them so, come, call themselves gym rats, and they're really not, and he was alluding to a former Maverick. And then 
Harrison Barnes comes in, and, and Dirk was impressed by his work ethic. And it takes a lot to impress Dirk Nowitzki. So, you know, people and writers, and, and we did, make, made a lot of that statement last year and this past summer about how, you know, Harrison Barnes' work ethic and everything. And so he's already proven that he can be that guy. And he's a guy that can be, if not necessarily a leader, like a vocal, like, let you know, rah-rah Tyson Chandler type leader that's going to set a tone and go in and, and be a guy that's really going to, you know, change the direction of your franchise and change the way that your team plays on the court. He can be an ambassador for your team. And that is huge right now. I think that that the league has a lot of players that are, are really good players that not might not necessarily like represent their team that great. <laughs> and and in a way that is, you know, uh promoting the team you know, helping the team, supporting the team in the community level and other things. And I might be speaking out of the side of my mouth with this, um, talking about players and other teams that I don't follow as closely. But Harrison Barnes is just a great dude and a great guy that, you know, is going to represent this team very well. He's very – he's presidential is kind of what, you know, people have been joking about. He um, – if we could say presidential now, that word has kind of been turned turned upside down as of late. But Harrison Barnes, when, when he was about to speak on Media Day – uh, Andrew Bogut went last year. Andrew Bogut went before him. The uh, current Laker, Andrew Bogut, went up before him and said, oh, you got me on before the senator. <laughs> he calls him the senator, which I thought was just great. That's a nickname that wasn't going to catch on or anything. I mean, Black Falcon is his name on basketball reference. That's a way better nickname than the senator. But I think that was a nickname that, that sort of fit. Some nicknames, you know, match the player. And I think that, one's, that was one of them. Uh, the the senator definitely fits Harrison Barnes in the way that he carries himself, talks to the media, the way that he you know approaches every single day. He's just a really good ambassador. I think a really good he's he's in a really good spot to be a guy that's going to be about in his you know early thirties by the time that Dennis Smith Jr. potentially Nerlens Noel the the next rookie that gets drafted with this pick that the Mavericks are going to have this year. By the time those guys are entering their prime and are in their prime, he'll, Harrison Barnes will be in his early thirties and be ready to lead this team. Uh, and, and he will have been leading that team by then at, at that point, but he'll be, you know, a savvy seasoned veteran by then. I expect a, a lot of great moves from uh, a savvy veteran Harrison Barnes. It's been in the league for a while, seen a lot of stuff, you know, been to the finals twice, you know, all this stuff. So I'm really excited about that and seeing that this, this team move forward. There's a few things that, um, as I mentioned earlier, that Harrison Barnes can Im- improve his offensive game. Um, and I mentioned this in the article, so go read it. There's a lot more stuff in it besides just these stats, but I'm just I'm going to give away the stats now. Harrison Barnes, there's 36 players that averaged 19 or more points per game last season. And Harrison Barnes ranked in the bottom five in all of these categories. Free throw attempts, three-point attempts, true shooting, usage, and assist percentage. Those are, some of those categories are controllable. I mean, the free throw attempts and the three-point attempts, those to me stuck out as the most. He Harrison Barnes was... Uh, 35th out of 36 in free throw attempts. The only player that averaged 19 or more games last season and shot less free throw attempts per game was Clay Thompson. We already mentioned him on the on the show, you know, and he doesn't. Clay Thompson is not you know a drive and dish or a drive into the paint kind of guy. He's literally a spot up shooter, and he's the, probably the best in the game at that. So he's not doing that. He's not you know shooting from the line. And then. The fact that he combos it, Harrison Barnes does with combos it with also being 32nd of those 36 players in three point attempts per game, which is just weird, just under three attempts per game. The only players that average 19 or more points 
per, per game last season and averaged you know less three-point attempts per game than Harrison Barnes were Giannis Antetokounmpo, Blake Griffin, Anthony Davis, and DeMar DeRozan. It's, that is an odd combination for a player. But those are both controllable you know, faculties of his game. He can improve in those areas significantly, and I think that it would, it would really help his game. Uh, help more, be, you know, be more efficient, potentially score more points. But it shows to me that he is succeeding in other areas exponentially. Because you know, what is the NBA about right now? And you can complain that the NBA, like the NBA, is about shooting threes and getting, you know, getting to the line, getting those easy buckets. Mike D'Antoni would probably hate Harrison Barnes right now. <laughs> up until, at this point, Daryl Morey would look at Harrison Barnes and go. I don't know. You just, you know, not be about that. Daryl Morey, the the GM of the Rockets, and Mike D'Antoni, the coach of the Rockets, who is famous for wanting his players to only go, you know, only drive into the paint, only score, you know, points in the paint, and then get to the free throw line or shoot threes. There's no kind of mid-range game, really, that the Rockets try to play. And that's why that pairing's been so good between the, the GM and coach. But Harrison Barnes, those two areas, I think, can really improve. The true shooting is interesting to me. Uh, and true shooting has a lot to do with his three-point percentage as well. Uh, and then his usage is 35th out of 36. The only player that averaged 19 or more points per game last year with a lower usage percentage was Kyle Lowry, surprisingly. Uh, but because DeMar DeRozan's usage is so high, Lowry's probably can't be as as much. So, or couldn't be as, as big. So the usage percentage is, is showing to me, he's averaging a lot of points and also having a low usage. If we saw Harrison Barnes usage and it was very high, like it was, you know, super high in, into the thirties right now, his usage is at about 25%. If we saw that in the mid thirties and he's, you know, averaging only 19 points per game, that's when you can look at a guy and say, all right, he's just a volume shooter. He's a guy that's a good stats on a bad team guy. That he is not, you know, scoring efficiently. He's just getting a lot of attempts. And this is what I think Rodney Hood's going to get next year because Rodney Hood's usage percentage is going to go way up. I'm not sure what it is right now. Uh, I think it's it's definitely below 20, but uh, the highest usage percentage in the NBA last year and the highest usage percentage ever was was last year with Russell Westbrook uh, up in the the low 40s, which is just insane Joel Embiid had a similar usage percentage throughout the season um, his short-lived season but yeah just those guys taking almost half the attempts and half of the possessions at, when they play in usage percentage is calculating how many possessions that a player uses while they're on the court whether you know shooting or you know attempting a shot or making a shot things like that so low usage low free throw attempts low three-point attempts still a high points per game that all those three combined, I think, show that Harrison Barnes has definitely some room to grow, and I think that he he knows that. The other the other thing that I, I brought up in that was Harrison Barnes was last of those guys averaging 19 points per game or more in assist percentage. Assist percentage is calculating how many, uh, what percent of the possessions that you use are assists and are you know passes that create shots, and. You know, Harrison Barnes is not a guy that is a playmaker. That is one area of his game that I think he needs to improve the, the most because in the NBA, you need you can't be just straight up isolation. You know, those those other, you know, five guys that I mentioned, the guys that are in trouble right now are Carmelo Anthony, not really a good passer, uh Kyrie who we're about to figure out if he is a passer or not. I think he's going to be fine, uh, but some others think that he's not. And that's it. The other guys, Harden, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron, all average, you know, eight plus, you know, with Westbrook, ten assists. Harden, eleven assists last year, I think. 
And so those guys have all shown that they're obvious playmakers. Harrison Barnes is not. He's sort of right now in the mellow camp. And if he stays in the mellow camp, the ceiling for this team might not be very high. We just don't know. We haven't really seen a team recently with a guy that, that plays that way, that you know doesn't pass the ball uh, you know, at least a, a decent level, not necessarily a high level, but at a decent level that is, is good in the league. So that those are definitely things that I think he can improve on. Things that I didn't mention in the article that I just wanted to bring up because I found these stats and want to talk about them. Uh, Harrison Barnes in the post-up last year was extremely effective. This is an area I think he can really um, not necessarily take advantage of, but just use more. And, and he needs more shots in the in the post. This is something I'm going to be bringing up all season because this is what he he averaged in, in the post. He averaged 3.4 um, possessions in the post. And with players that averaged three or more possessions a game, he was uh, seventh in effective field goal percentage. And effective field goal percentage is calculating both field goal percentage and, and, and like three-point percentage. Now, the only player I think I know of that takes post-up attempts in the uh, <laughs> from three is Kobe Bryant, but and he's not in the league anymore. And Devin Booker kind of does that a little too. But seventh in, you know, seventh in effective field goal percentage, the players that are above him, uh, Nikola Jokic, Ennis Cantor, Carl Anthony Towns, Brooke Lopez, Al Horford, Dwight Howard. That is some you know legit company there. Uh, he was also fifth in points per possession, as far as uh, in the post with those of those players that averaged three or more post possessions per game. And the post possession is if a guy is, is on the low block, if he is you know posting up with his back to the basket. You see a guy, Blake Griffin does this a lot, where you know he has the ball in his hands, he's he's you know his back is up against a player and he's sort of backing him down, sort of throwing his back into him every one, or throwing his butt into him every once in a while, and then trying to get position, turn around. Dirk is amazing at this, where he, uh, especially when he, what he used to do is he would back guys down, he'd be able to turn real quick, either to the left or the right, take one quick step and then go to the basket immediately. Um, just really really good at that. But Harrison Barnes averaged um, almost just about one points per possession. Uh, in his post attempts, and that was fifth among those players that averaged three or more post um, attempts per game. And the players that are above him are incredible: <laughs> Nikola Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns, Ennis Cancer, and Paul Millsap. Dang, <laughs> that is some really good company. Ennis Cancer, for all that you know, all the crap he gets for his defense, is a really, really good post scorer. Jokic and Towns, obviously, you can tell the league might be going swinging back into that direction. The league just needs guys that are able to to, to play in the post in order to have post games. <laughs> and so and then Millsap. So Millsap and Jokic are going to be posting up and scoring all over the place. So Harrison Barnes really really effective in that. He is in the um 81.6 percentile as far as efficiency in post-ups. Uh, I think that that's an area of his game that he can utilize more and probably with Dennis Smith Jr and, it, and those these lineups we're going to see with Dirk and Wes and Seth Curry as well in there. Um and and Yogi, if we see a lineup of of Yogi Seth, Wes, and Dirk, and Harrison Barnes. We should see Harrison Barnes getting a lot of post-up attempts. I think that is that is the most effective, you know, play that they should be running with that lineup. Uh, he also had just about fifty percent scoring frequency. So when Harrison Barnes, basically, all that being said, when Harrison Barnes is in the post and he's he's playing in the post, he averages, you know, he he scores fifty percent of the time. That's pretty that's pretty dang effective. That's pretty effective right there. So. Those are some things Harrison Barnes can can improve on. I think those are his biggest questions. That's what I laid out in the article that you can go read at Mavs Moneyball. Uh, a couple of the other things that I wanted to get at here. 
His best case scenario, he improves in all four of those areas. I think if he gets better, more efficient scoring, he will he will help Dennis Smith Jr. a lot um, coming into the season. I think just by being a guy that I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. is gonna have the ball in his hands a lot, and we expect him to be really good right away. I'm not sure how good he's going to be, but he's definitely as a rookie point guard going to need some times where he just tosses the ball over to Harrison Barnes with five seconds left in the shot clock and just has Harrison Barnes bail him out. And I think that's really, really going to help. It's going to help confidence. It's going to help you know, him with the flow of the offense. I think just having a guy there that can be relied upon, that, that Dennis Smith Jr. can say, all right, I'm going to pass to this guy, and I can trust that he's going to do something good with the basketball. He's going to score. He's going to do something you know that's efficient. And having that guy on the, on the court is going to be – helpful as well as you know a guy in the locker room that's also going to be there for him a guy on the plane that he can talk to and get really really good advice from Harrison Barnes a very mature individual uh it's hard to imagine that we are like the same age sometimes uh worst case scenario for Harrison Barnes it's hard for me and this might be just bias of of you know how much he is beloved by you know me and Isaac and the the rest of the organization it's hard to imagine a worst case scenario like how could this season go south for Harrison Barnes. And I think for it to go south, his efficiency would have to drop significantly. He would have to uh, take a lot of, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't improve in those areas as far as three-point three point attempts and free throw attempts. And so he's clogging up the two-point, you know, the, the long two area. The paint just sort of gets clogged up. He doesn't really get effective post touches because it's just getting clogged up. Uh, he limits Dennis Smith Jr.'s efficiency in you know in drives because of the lane cloggage, and he's not really spreading the floor as much as he could. There so- seems to be some sort of issue there, and then I don't know. I see. I'm really really stretching with this because it's hard for me to imagine something bad happened with Harrison Barnes. Um, he's not you know completely worth his contract yet. I guess I would I would put it that way. Um, but I'm not going to complain about that. I think that you, you know, you pay for what you want to get. <laughs> I think that what the Mavs wanted to get was exactly what Harrison Barnes is right now. Um, he's going to get better. He's only 25 now, uh, not even in his prime yet. So everybody that's down on Harrison Barnes still, he is improving still. He has more questions that he's going to answer. I think he's just going to keep getting better. And I don't really see how it gets worse unless his efficiency, his shooting numbers, uh, maybe he slacks on defense a lot this year. I don't know. He takes the offensive load a little bit too much. Uh, maybe him sharing the ball with Dennis Smith Jr. is not good for him. Maybe that those two just do some sort of back and forth kind of thing. Your possession, my possession. That could be a scenario where it's you know not really that good for either party. So those are a few things I think could be worst case scenario. It's really hard for me to imagine. I'll have to get some other perspective on to talk about his worst case scenario. So that's what we have with Dennis Smith Jr. That's what we have for Locked On Maps. <laughs> that's what we have for Harris, the Harrison Barnes preview, not Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, I'm going to say his name so many times this year. Thanks so much for joining us on Locked On Maps and continue to check back. We will continue with this um, pre- player preview series. We have uh, Nerlens Noel with Jordan Brodus. And uh, Seth Curry's with Dalton Trigg coming back again. Those are already in the bag. We already have those recorded, so those will be coming up soon. So enjoy this one. Go read the article on Mavs Moneyball if you have not. Continue to check the Smoking Cuban as well. Got some really good stuff leading up to tra- leading up to training camp and leading up to media day, which is on Monday. We're so close, less than a week, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Peace out. And boom. Napa know how. 
takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. 